0: Hello. Hello. Here we are.
1: So we are on, uh, what are we, episode three? Two. Episode two. I know exactly what's going on. It's fine. Episode two.
0: (laughs) Series two, episode two. Episode two. Okay. Cool. It's all the twos yeah yeah so, so how how you doing Sarah how's your week been I'm
1: all right I'm all right we're getting towards the end of 2020 thank goodness um so there's that uh for me yeah. today is the last day of the kids at school so then chaos ensues but you know likewise
0: yeah yeah uh what about how's your sort of audio book world going
1: it's all right actually it's be, I had intended this for this year to be a real like many people for this year to be a really busy year audiobook wise that hasn't happened in the way that I'd hoped for uh, the reason that is 2020 because obviously I've had the kids at home for most of the year. So however it's picked up really nicely and I've got um, I've got two books I need to finish by really by Christmas um, and I've already got two books lined up for the new year which is really good actually I'm quite pleased with that. How about you?
0: Uh, excellent uh yeah similar i was hoping for a kind of busier year than maybe i had but um the i finished a few books up this week which has been really good to get those done um and uh what but one of them was quite an interesting project because i did it's a bit of a shame shameless self-plug sorry about that but i did this project for um a uh author who was self-narrating their own book um which was a really interesting experience because i sent them a portable booth a pop-up kind of booth and microphones and audio interface and the equipment that they needed and then connected to to them um via um idptl um which is like source connect uh, uh over the internet and remote recorded them and sort of directed them through the process which was really interesting and it's turned out um pretty well I'm, I'm really happy with it actually so that was an interesting project and slightly different to what we normally do yeah. so yeah
1: it's 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 funny how you just end up in different places because i did that i did that um children's literary festival that i presented and it was all these kids who'd written stories and they were telling it and it was just lovely and it's funny how you know the work sort of leads you in funny places so you instead of narrating you were directing a, another yeah. an author
0: well, I suppose it goes back to this thing of this is about it's not just about the the skill of narrating. it's about telling stories, isn't it and um uh, and yeah, and so this was a different way of people telling stories, and sometimes you um there's there's a sometimes you hear people criticizing authors that want to narrate their own books, um but actually, I mean, in this case, this woman. Um, it made absolute sense for her to narrate her own book because she speaks loads on the radio. She's a pundit and and very well known in in certain areas. And she also does a lot of conferences and presentations and things like that. And it's like, well, if your voice is already known by your audience, you're obviously going to want your voice to be on your audio book. So the only thing I did the um about the author at the very start,
1: but it's a a nice uh, a nice lead in having multiple voices on uh, on audio because uh, that uh, that leads us nicely into what we're doing with this uh, episode, yes. isn't it? Yes, what a
0: Look segue, Sarah. What a- that, yeah, we almost sa-
1: <laughs> sounded professional for a moment. There and then. We go. Oh my god. It's awesome. We planned okay. this whole thing is totally fine. Um
0: yeah, tell us about that then.
1: So, we took. So, in the last episode, we talked about how what we were going to do next, and that we'd got this story, which was from Amy DeRazio, who's a lovely Jane Austen fan fiction writer um, and publisher. She uh, runs a company called Quills and Quartos, who do lots and lots of lovely books and audio. And, um, and she'd sent us this Christmas story which was Elizabeth and uh, Darcy in New York uh, and some of the other characters as well. What was interesting about it was it was told from a couple of different points of view. So the first bit's told from Darcy's point of view, then there's a bit of Elizabeth. So we kind of wanted to play around with, we'd been talking about how to do duet or dual narration. And when I read that, I was like, ah, that could work. So we've played around with that style a little bit. Um, And I know you've done some duet narration before whereas i've never done it dual do-
0: uh, what you i've done dual. Is, yeah. is dual so that to be honest um because well i think last week in, or in the last episode we were well i certainly was a bit confused about the difference and what it appears it appears to me that what we did in this experiment um that people are going to hear about now was definitely duet um what i did what i've done historically is dual where really um i read a chapter then the other uh, voice reads a chapter, and it just goes like that. So I don't understand
1: all... the point of Jewel. I'm gonna, I'm what... just gonna put that out there. I don't get it. <laughs> why? Okay, why would just... you do that as an author? Why would you make that decision?
0: People might be screaming that answer. Well, <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't know. Apart from, I guess these were romance titles and the uh, male-female perspective. Um and very much I suppose the the female perspective is is very much a female perspective, if that makes any sense. In the male perspective is very much a male perspective. So I suppose it kind of I think people quite like it, that that dual thing. Um but it's definitely like in to all intents and purposes, when you're sitting there recording the book, it's just like normal. I'm not I'm not with anybody else, it's just me on my own in the booth recording the book.
1: And you and you're doing a full chapter? by yourself yeah, full, and then the other narrator do, by yeah. myself okay
0: well actually that well it might not be a chapter it'll be it might be half the chapter but it that is from the point of view of this character so it might be like chapter one stephanie and then um uh halfway through stephanie it'll just go dave and then dave will come in and he'll talk about his oh, side I of see. the story so oh yeah like okay oh,
1: no, i i okay so and i have actually i have listened to I can't, if I knew what it was called, but as usual, I can't remember. Uh, But it was, um, oh God, what's the name from Silent Witness? Amelia. Don't
0: do that to me.
1: Amelia Fox. Uh, It was her.
0: Right.
1: And somebody else. And it was that actually. And that that was really good because it was a bit of a thriller. So it was told from... Uh, two different. It was in two different time zones as well. So she was kind of one, and I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to find it. Um, well, yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. So, that, w- but what we did. That's made me think
0: t- of something actually, just just for a moment, because as we're going off on slight tangents, I thought I'd just <laughs> add to that tangential journey um, that I heard on the radio this morning that Great Ormond Street or Four Great Ormond Street hospice, hospice, they've just released a. Um, uh, uh, what. What initially got started as an audio version, they said, an audio version of Peter Pan. Yeah. Turns out, I think it's actually more of a of a play, but with quite a big star cast, um, including children from Great Ormond Street. And oh, I guess yeah. again, you know, that's that sounds like quite an attractive proposition at the moment for people to to you know, who can't go to the theatre and things to to plug in and listen to um, yeah. a, a multicast version of um, Peter Pan. Although yeah. I think it's probably been written as a play or adapted in some way or another yeah yeah. yeah anyway so
1: well and that's tangents. where for me that the the i get a bit you know where are the lines blurred where are we blurring from what is um an audio book to what is an audio drama and once you start getting into multicast and stuff I, as i said before my kind of purist audio book person is a bit like well that's not it's an audio drama then, if you've got multicast. Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it depends, I think. But we we did this experiment, and um, so that we we were recording live from both of our uh, studios, and. Ian was in charge of, of all of the editing post-production. In order to get through that, we had some fantastic help from some people who've done this uh, more often than we have. Um, uh, and that was uh, Stephanie Nemeth-Parker and John Perella. Perella, yeah, that's right. Sorry, John. Um, and they came up because they've done lots of duets and they've done a lot of them live. So they kind of came on and, and gave us a hand with uh, with how to do it and how to use the the clicker method, which if there are other narrators listening, they'll be um, aware of that. Yes, thank you. That's the clicker. Um, and uh, whereas that's not, so, I've never done that. I've always done what's called punch and roll. And so so when I started, I did it wrong because I thought I was very confused. And I was clicking for every one of my lines because I thought that's how Ian then had to edit it. It wasn't like that at all. Um, so, uh, so Ian, but, took, but you do
0: know now, Sarah, what it's like.
1: I it do. Is, I do. I like, understand, especially because John, bless him, did also did a um, a visual version. He showed us how he edited the duets, didn't he? So then that was that, really uh, helpful. It was I brilliant. Mean,
0: that, people are so kind There's, in the audiobook world yeah. sometimes, and this was on probably worth mentioning to people that this was on discord which we did mention in the previous episodes so i won't go yeah. into that but it was on discord john yeah he just sort of popped in while we were doing it and then we asked him some questions about it and then he and he said yeah well I'll sh- i'm doing some editing i'll share my screen and he was able to to show us what he was doing is there anything else that steph shared with you about kind of recording and, and how you how to go about that and any particular points beyond the clicking method
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So so one of the things, which is because we're working in our own studios and not everyone's home studio will be set up exactly the same. What she was saying was her and John basically have almost exactly the same setup. So um, including, I think she said they've got the same microphone. So when they're matching their audio, it's coming, it's so close together. Um, so it was a case of, of us trying to make sure that our levels were the same just to make the editing easier. Otherwise, you've got to mess about doing that so um and that's why because I think there's been some talk of um authors who are looking for duets and they've specifically asked them to be people obviously because of where we are with the moment people who live together doing it so that they're using the same studio and what Steph was saying was actually if you can match your studio with your partner then that that's how to make life easier and how to get the best sound at the end of the day
0: yeah and and that's that's the interesting side of it really is that you're kind of the. There's definitely differences when it comes to the editing and how you do those things. There's a real commitment to to get the same equipment each. But I suppose, I mean, Steph. And I think John that was just coincidence.
1: Of... I think they just had the same stuff. I don't think oh, they did it. Okay. I don't. I, they might correct me, but I'm, I don't think that was just coincidence that they had exactly the same setup.
0: Yeah, John was um, unbelievably helpful. Actually, one of the first things he said, which we hadn't done because uh, we were, I was talking to him about editing after we'd recorded, but this would have been useful to do, I think, before we'd recorded, which was just to um, do a little bit of recording either side. Um, So say if I was going to do most of the editing, Sarah just records a bit of dialogue or something, a bit of a recording her end, and just sends me that file over um, just as it is. And then I can just check um, how that's coming out for for loudness and everything um, and see how that compares to my settings and basically either turn mine down or turn hers up and just to get the volume about the same because one of the biggest differences when the dialogue is changing is that if there's a difference in volume um that really comes across uh and so that so that that was a really useful thing to do and
1: uh, well, and especially the way, obviously the way we've done it. So, for example, if I was narrating, so if you do Darcy's line, you know, hello, Elizabeth, and then I come in really loudly with, he said, yes. you know, it's just madness. Um, so, yeah, it's getting those levels. levels exactly.
0: Right. And then so, so that was really useful. And then the next thing we questioned him about, and I think you've kind of touched on it there a little bit, because we were a bit like this he said, she said stuff. And the fact that, you know, normally you just want that to come in quite quickly, um, quite quickly. Quietly compared to the rest of the the dialogue, so it's not too intrusive, but it just does the job. And because I'd be saying um, "hello, Elizabeth," and um, and you, if you were in writing would say "he said." So it's slightly odd, anyway. Um, but because of potential lag over the internet, so like a di- little bit of a time delay, you're often getting pauses that are too big during those points. So they're one of the things you've got to go through and edit. So what you really want, and he pointed this out, and luckily, so I use Logic for a lot of editing, <clears throat> which a lot of people don't use, but in Logic and in Audition and probably quite a lot of the other main um, DAWs, you can do a thing where you can highlight an area of the region and then press a particular button and assigned key on your keyboard. It deletes it, but it also just moves everything in front of that bit that you've deleted back up against what was there before so if you're deleting a bit of silence you're just shifting the region back down so you're uh, uh reducing the time of the of the silence which is really helpful when you're going through seeing quite a lot of bits of silence and as you're editing you begin to go oh that gap's too big i can see and you can almost do it visually you can begin to see where it's gone wrong you just do it quite um, quickly is great yeah And also that's where the clicking really helps because you're lining up the two files, Sarah's and mine, next to each other on two different tracks, one above the other. And you can line up and you can see where those mistakes are. So obviously, again, if Sarah's made a mistake and she's clicked, I know that in order to keep the files in time, I've also got to remove exactly the same amount of time from the waveform on my region, which is below hers. So that's a it sounds quite complicated. It's not actually as complicated as it sounds, <laughs> but it's just no. you need to visually see it. But, anyways, they were really, really helpful things. And then the final thing is about is this concept of you got your volume right, and hopefully you're kind of compressing. So everything sounds pretty similar. Um, but then you, you have to um, make it feel like it's in the same space. And obviously, we're not in the same space. And actually, again, one of the things you do there is something you wouldn't normally do, uh, but one solution. Is to delete all of the the uh, silence or room tone from both of those files, um, combine the files, and then add um, a whole section of room tone in afterwards. So I just used a section of room tone from MySpace, um, which is then um, pasted across the whole track, so it doesn't feel like it's dropping into complete silence, like a complete absence of sound. There's still this, you know, almost undetectable background noise but it's just something that's there um and that means that it feels like they're both in the same space and actually listening to it i think that 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 did better than i expected actually that sounded okay
1: yeah no it's interesting mm. and and like you say if you were recording a, no- a normal audiobook you would never use or certainly you know you wouldn't use uh silence um because that's just sounds dead space so the idea as you were saying is to replace that with with the room tone sound so you get the same um so it sounds like you're in the same space which is fascinating yeah no it's really interesting there Um, are things you
0: can get i mean there is rx do do um uh, a dialogue match thing Uh, i can't remember what it's called but which would be interesting but it's 400 dollars or more i think or maybe even more than that (laughs) it's quite a lot of money Uh, but this seemed to do the job very well i thought so um that was good um
1: Well, shall we we take that opportunity to play a clip?
0: I think this would be a good opportunity to to play a clip, yes, indeed. So people can have a listen to that and, and see how it sounded. So, here you go.
1: No, I'm not in love with Wickham, she said. We're just friends. Before you go, said Darcy hesitantly,
0: I just want to explain a few things to you about him.
1: It won't change my mind, she warned.
0: I understand I just think you should know some things.
1: The real story of what George Wickham was and was not turned out to be pretty different from what he'd told her.
0: George had taken a smattering of classes from a state college,
1: Darcy told her,
0: had zero interest in anything except the sorority girls. When he finally flunked out, he asked me to give him the money my father had invested for his education. So, yeah, there's a... sorry... Um, there's a little snippet for you there. Uh, so, Sarah, what I guess overall for you as a narrator and the experience of doing that, what are your thoughts about the whole duet narration thing?
1: Well, it's interesting because, uh, as I said in the previous one, I, I'm not as many people aren't. I'm not a huge fan of the concept. Um, I like to have one narrator, and I find it very difficult to listen to multicast and, and duet stuff. That being said. Actually, this little experiment may well have completely changed my mind because, <laughs> A, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it was fun. We spend a lot of time just talking to ourselves in small padded rooms. So it was fun to do something with someone else. So there's that element of it. Um, but I actually, uh, listening to it, I actually think it does It does add particularly something like this which is kind of romance and you've got two sort of classic characters that people understand and know if you like and uh, I think it really does lend itself to to that style so it has actually totally changed my mind about how I feel about certainly duet um, and uh, I'm still yet to be convinced about other styles but uh, yeah I thought it was really really fun and interesting that's brilliant
0: yeah, I, I, it's really interesting that, it's had that it, you've had that experience, and it's kind of potentially changed the way you see it. Um, yeah, I think I'm the same. I mean, I say I agree with you entirely. I loved being um, together doing it um, on Discord, i.e., not in the same room, but you know, even so, just having someone around, and it was great to have. I think there's a real benefit to have somebody working with you because you almost got directorial support. Um, you're both working together on the text, on the meaning of things. Um, and then also you've got editing support because you, you picked up quite a few times when I make, made mistakes, left words out, things like that, which I would have missed, you know. So Yeah,
1: you kind of proofread as you go. That's quite useful.
0: Yeah, you know, so you've got the ongoing proofing as you go through it. So I really like that. And I do think listening to it, it does for me, give it a bit more life,
1: and we had a lovely chat at the end about generally about, didn't we, with, with quite uh, with a couple of other narrators, um, and John and Steph and Chris Mayer, just about where multicast and duet is going, and and that it's becoming it's very popular in uh, romance. I think Chris was staying because he works. He Chris Mayer does quite a lot in lit RPG. I'm listening to one of his books at the moment, um, and um, and that has lots of kind of quite fun characters in it and he said it's becoming a bit more popular the kind of idea of having multicast um is coming more popular so yeah I think and it's I, so interesting I think to see where it goes
0: a, the, just i wanted to say one more thing about the our experience of, of narrating together and also that thing of probably you could see like um john and steph definitely have created a, a team you could totally see how that works because i think we were we were talking about this as we were doing it that we're learning a little bit about each other's style, um, and how you know we have different styles of narrating. And that things like pauses, just beginning to feel when each other would would pause more and finding a combined style. So I think that's a big part of this, is like how how those two human beings work together, which segues slightly more into that conversation because that conversation went a bit deeper around um what does multicast mean? And actually, in terms of this ongoing debate about AI and how that might influence or, you know, take away jobs from audiobook narrators or voiceover professionals and things, and then sort of thinking about, but actually, that kind of duet experience is really hard to to make with, with AI and could potentially, and multicast be even harder, and then if you got into the world of multicast and um, location-specific, so you know you didn't do all your gadgetry in the studio, in fact, you took people out on location and recorded audio, you know, there's, there's, that all becomes much, much harder for AI to replicate. So, and you mentioned, is a good point, if, you, if you're interested in finding more out about AI, we recommend going and listening to the VO Social podcast. I can't remember which episode, but they've got...
1: It is labelled AI episode, I think, so it's fairly easy to find. But it's a, yeah, it's brilliant, and they bring in an an, an example, um, and there's an actress involved who's who does the AI recordings, and they bring in an example of something from a computer game. But it's incredibly emotive, um, and it's it's absolutely brilliant, and uh, and she talks a little bit about her experience and. The fact that, interestingly for her, it brings up a sense of freedom because – and and is this is this the future of audiobooks where effectively you go somewhere, you pre-record everything, and that's like your voice bank? So you still have, narrated by Sarah Jane Rose, but actually all you've done is store all of your voice bank and then you put it to – I don't know, I don't know, it sounds a bit terrifying to me, but um, – no. that's uh, something that could happen. So there's a
0: wider conversation, which I don't think, which we're not doing in this episode. No. But I think <laughs> but it was interesting, wasn't it? I think we'll go, but we did try and record that conversation between all of us on Discord. But um, some of our quality wasn't so good, including mine, for some reason, I was really, really quiet on it. So we just chose not to use that in this episode. But I think what we will do is see if we can get those people together and have a wider conversation, which we can record about the future of this multicast and um uh, and different ways of working together i think we can look at that for a future episode would be great Mm.
1: um well i'm certainly going to start listening to more like i say i'm i'm I, uh, I'm sold a little bit more on it. So I'm going to, because I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. So I'm going to start listening to more just to find out a little bit about how I, how do I really feel? Because if I want to listen, I generally choose, I make a decision. Am I, if I'm listening to an audiobook, I expect to hear one narrator. And if I want to listen to something more dynamic, I'll listen to a radio, uh, an audio drama. So, so I'm going to start kind of personally mixing it up a little bit and see how see how i feel about that
0: okay it'd be really interesting to hear what you discover and and (laughs) and how you feel about those things um as we delve into this i think um we're probably going to leave it there with this episode uh the only thing that people might want to know about so if you're listening and you want to listen if you want to listen to the whole story that sarah and i recorded which is a nice christmas story so and we're recording this on the 18th of december uh so not not too far till christmas now uh you can check it out we will post it as a bonus episode so it'll be something like uh season two uh episode two bonus and it's a uh, an hour-long yeah. story for you so and
1: yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a free christmas present it's an hour christmas present story uh, for Yankee Swap by Amy D'Arazio.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas to you. That's our story to you <laughs> from us, uh, our present to you from us. So I hope you enjoy it. I think um, I'm going to just go out there and I'm going to name what we're going to do next time, even though um, we haven't talked are about you? this, Sarah. I think oh. for our next episode, we're going to experiment with live storytelling. Um, and so...
1: Are we? So
0: we are going to both go away and... Find a story that we like <laughs> in the canon of stories, maybe a right, uh, a, you know, a, a folk tale of some description, and we're going to tell that story somehow or another. I don't know how yet, um, and we're going to explore that. Right.
1: Well, thanks for warning me about that. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that, shall we?
0: We'll do that. At some... N- now
1: you've said it, I've got to do it. Now you've
0: got to do. It. I've said it live on the podcast, so it's going to happen, <laughs> and we're going to do that for the next episode. Okay. Shall we say goodbye?
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas, Ian. Thanks for that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> my gift for you
1: is <laughs> a challenge—an
0: unexpected job. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Right. Goodbye. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. That was That's Another Story Told, Series 2, Episode 2, brought to you by me, Ian Pringle, and Sarah-Jane Rose, with music by Joe May.